It's week six, and the fantasy football regular season is already reached its halfway point. We've got COVID stuff to deal with. We've got lots of injuries to deal with, and we're trying to just slog our way through it all. We'll talk about the schedule updates, any injury updates that you need, and any COVID updates that may come across while we record. Let's get into week six, and let's run up the score. You're listening to Run Up the Score, a fantasy football podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to Run Up the Score. It's Donald here with Scott Yo. and Tom. Hey, everybody. And it's our favorite Wednesday tradition. We are looking at the NFL slate. Some of us are about to make our waiver claims because Yahoo and ESPN made their waiver adjustments to all claims processing on Thursday in the wake of the yeah. first Tuesday night game Unfortunately, since we could only 2010. work with the ownership numbers we got. Yes. Now. Yeah, but that's so these fine. are going to change drastically. I but, I actually um, prefer that. I, it tricked me so bad that I forgot to make a lot of claims, and I'm not even kidding. Oh really? Yeah, I was I was prepared. I was ready for it. I actually wanted it to uh, to happen so I could take advantage of it. So I haven't been that lucid lately. Lucid? Yeah, lucid. Good. Lucid. I've been uh, I've been a little overwhelmed by the fantasy. Too much new. I, uh, There's a lot. A lot going on, right? Yeah, Listen, I don't like checking the you, lineups Tom. of like eight or nine teams to make sure that I don't have any COVID conflicts. And then I have to deal with Julio Jones' ass in every league. Yes. <laughs> Devontae Adams' ass. Yeah, and, and I, I actually started Julio in one league because I was so overwhelmed. And I won. Wow. Well, even. well, Tom, it's important to know that in these uncertain times, we're in this together. And together we shall preview the week uh, six slate midway season. Don't forget, even if you even if you're in dead last, you are nowhere near out of it. No. We've seen crazier things happen. Uh, this should be a very nice and interesting and hopefully COVID free sprint to the fantasy football playoffs. It starts That's with right. a week six slate though that has no Thursday night game, so we're going right Sad. into the Sunday slate. Uh, there's going to be a doubleheader on Monday night, the Chiefs Bills game. Uh, the NFL saw fit to not make the Bills play two games in three days and only have one Man. day to prepare for the Super Bowl champions. So that game gets, gets moved. Uh, anything else that was moved off of this week, we're not going to talk about because chances are it's going to change again. And quite frankly, we're taking this week by week anyway. Oh, yeah. So You're always taking it week by week in fantasy football. Yes, ex- exactly. We're always week to week. It's week by week game. Yes. Let's start off with an AFC South matchup for a team that looked Damn impressive in their first game in two weeks. The Tennessee Titans and the Houston Texans. Do we have any drops in this one? I don't remember seeing any. Oh, we do. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. Oh, strange. Did you watch Tuesday Night Football, Don? I sure (laughs) did. If you did, you probably saw Ryan Tannehill light the world on Fuego. Yes. What a performance he has. And, you know, I started to dig into him because, you know, that that was a 30-burger. Let, let's not. It was an exact it. thirty burger. He got it. He thirty burger. Thirty point zero. Check out who joined him on our thirty burger Thursday post on our Instagram handle at RussFF. That's not the first time he's thirty burgered with the Titans, or maybe maybe you know not this year, but but like in 2019, he definitely thirty burgered at least once. So I started looking at his numbers, and 
he hasn't let, let me let me read this stat so I get it right. Uh Tannehill has started 14 games for the Titans, and he's accounted for at least two touchdowns in 13 of them. So his floor is incredibly high. And he's playing against the Titans, who have allowed at least 14.9 points to every opposing quarterback this year. So if you're desperate and you're looking for a guy, ah, I need 15. Sorry, guys. If I just get 15 points this week, I'm going to win. Tannehill's your guy. Tannehill's your guy. Because he's got a 15-point floor, and he's got a 30-point ceiling. Wow. Could be more, too. Could be a 32, 33, 34-point ceiling with with Tannehill. Got the rushing touchdown. It's rock solid. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like he, he gets two touchdowns. He's had two touchdowns in 13 of the 14 games they played. Yeah. And the only one that he didn't was against Minnesota, where he still threw for 300 yards, and Goskowski just kicked like seven field goals. And I think a lot of this, too, just like even just his availability numbers that, Scott, you, you just highlighted, like these are available because he like there was no – guarantee that they played the game on Tuesday right. night. So a lot of people cut bait on Tannehill because to. they couldn't keep them on their roster because they had to adjust to everything that was going on with COVID. 49 Yahoo, 42 ESPN. I don't know if anyone said that yet. Uh, you just did. So great job. So I, I really like this pick. We do have a ton of streamer streaming options. We also have a continuation stream from last week, which we've never done on the show before, which I'm really excited to talk about uh, when we get to it. Uh, but for the Texans, uh, I mean, this is a Will Fuller team. Stephon Diggs just did whatever he wanted against this Titans secondary, who seemed who seemed like they were just going to let Josh Allen dink and dunk Maybe a if he Brandon could. Cooks action in this one too. Why not? I After mean, he, it's a great, it's a very impressive performance. We know that Brandon Cooks is more explosive than Randall Cobb at this point, and if that offense looks is going to continue to look the way it did last week, as opposed to how it looked under Bill O'Brien, I don't see why Brandon Cooks can't continue uh, to, to put up big numbers in this offense. Yeah, I mean, Brandon Cooks was the target leader. I think uh, Will Fuller is not to be ignored. He's pretty much 100 yards or a touchdown so far this season, except for the game that he left and the one that he didn't play. Um, so he's uh, he's kind of the de facto one. Brandon Cooks, I'm buying it from last week, but I don't know if we can we can keep that forever. Will Fuller, the more, you know, he's depends on what your flavor is, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, Will Fuller's like owned. I think I think even Brandon Cooks had a kind of low ownership going into this week. Mm -hmm. People could be able to plug him in in your you know your extra flex type leagues. But yeah, we highlighted him as a as a theme of our waiver wire heroes on Tuesday of guys who you know they might be out there and they're definitely worth a claim if they are because you know it's it's every man for himself basically when these teams get these COVID outbreaks like the Titans did or like the Chiefs and Raiders had been dealing with or the Patriots who had a game yeah. rescheduled for I'm that. Make some wild so, roster decisions because of it. absolutely yeah. So uh, we'll move on to Ravens-Eagles. This is in Philadelphia. No fans yet that I know of, so we're not going to be hearing the Boo Birds yet for Carson Wentz in Philadelphia, although uh, against the tough Ravens defense, they're sure to come on this day. It's a weird game to get excited for. Tough game to be excited for Miles Sanders. I didn't shut him down just simply because you, you're going to start him, and he's probably going to get the volume that you need to do something. Here, here's a question for you. I got um, Jimmy Graham and Zach Ertz. In one of my leagues. You're riding with Zach Ertz for another week, or are you starting Jimmy Graham? Jimmy Graham gets the Panthers, who have been beaten in in every game, pretty much. I know Darren Waller scored against the Panthers week one. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock. It's, it's not going to surprise me if you end up choosing Jimmy Graham in this it's situation. Crazy. And I think what I'd play him. To. Yeah. I mean, this is where we're at with, with Zach Ertz. Um, I mean, what's are we Zach Ertz out? ceiling, even historically? 20. Yeah, but half can't, PPR. Can't Jimmy Graham do that? So, like, yeah. what do you, 
what are you missing out on in that? I don't because it's not like uh, that's so that's just really tough. What are you leaning on? Leaning to rather? Um, honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> Maybe I think if it got to my head, I think I'd play Jimmy Graham at this point. Doesn't that okay. make you feel like in so many leagues that like why draft the tight end? I know we talk about this all the time, but like if yeah. it's yes, of six it and you can draft and you can pick up a guy that's available, we just put him on the waiver show. If you could pick up a guy and play him over Zach Hurts, you know? Yeah, like, man, I know. Does that, yep. There's nothing better show that, right? And even in that league, like Zach Hurts fell all the way to, I believe the seventh round is where I picked him in that league. So yeah, I remember. It was you pursuit, used to be excited about value. that. Yeah, I should have just waited for Johnny Smith four rounds later. There you go. He's on my team. And even Travis Kelsey is not – I mean, he's steady, but he hasn't had that monster like, okay, Travis Kelsey is going to be tight end one this week kind of game. I mean, he played well last week, but he's just it's been, been up and down been, for him. He's been pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, he's uh, been pretty rock solid. For the Ravens, just wanted to throw a note out there. Even in your deeper leagues, I think Willie Sneed's droppable. His maximum number of targets in a game this year is three. And in week one, he just so happened to catch all three of his targets. Willie so, Sneed? Yeah. That's what we got to bring up. He's been dropped. <laughs> Listen, he wasn't even addable. He wasn't draftable. And you're talking about week one. <laughs> and yet I started I'm thinking him. About your game team Sorry. That's all I think about. <laughs> it's the only league that can end in a, in a day. Um, Mark Andrews touting at least once in this game book. Yeah. I, I we, we love Mark Andrews. So I'm, I'm thrilled to watch him beat up on this Eagle secondary Falcons Vikings. Who put this one as their shootout? Am I right? <laughs> If no one did, I'll just take it because I didn't put one yet. But Good job, Tom. Yeah, I mean, this is um, this is exactly what you want in fantasy, right? Um, a team. Yeah, we are that, all over this game. Yeah, a, a team that lets it up, and I'm not even going to tell you which one that is because it's both. And then you have a team where they just fired everybody, but the quarterback is playing horrible. So he's basically got to choose. This is Matt Ryan, of course. He's got to choose to say, I'm going to actually be good at football and those are my scapegoats or I'm going to show that this experiment is coming to an end as the Falcons as we know it. Yeah, and they're about to tank and and draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, Scotty, we have a pay up, a scroll down, and a streaming option in this game. Play them at your leisure. Pay me what you want. We've got Alexander Madison and Cal Ridley in this one. Uh, I'll start with Cal Ridley, 8,600 Fandle, 7,800 DraftKings. Uh, no indication on whether Julio Jones will be active or not. Even if he does, he's catching up to speed. This is going to be his first game in three weeks that he didn't leave early. Uh, Cal Ridley had a great game last week. I think it was eight for 136. Only thing he didn't do was score. And I'm kind of going off of what Tom said with this Matt Ryan experiment. I mean, he has a chance to kind of start this season fresh, and he's looked horrible in the two games that Julio Jones has missed. The good thing about it is he's playing against a defense that has let up three touchdowns to pretty much every quarterback they played, including old man Phillip Rivers. So this is a blow-up spot for this Falcon offense. Maybe to get their they first one of the season, but especially for the Phil. offense. They didn't? No. Phil has four touchdowns on the year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did so you not two. listen to last week's episode when I or the episode earlier this week when I lambasted yeah. the man? Dumped on my. I was trying back. to do the same thing with this, just so we're clear. Uh, but that's why we, you know, that's why we're uh, that's why we're not doing so much uh, 
investing in the Colts anymore. Scott, you're paying up for Alexander Madison. Yeah. Um, this is an easy one, I think. He uh who was the RB one last week overall? Do you guys know? It was Mike Davis. And who did he play against? He played against Atlanta. And he was he's a backup running back? Yep. Okay. I'm well, done. not right now, but he will it will be when McCaffrey comes back. I'm done. That's all I have to say about Alexander Madison. Mike oh, because Dav- Alexander Madison's in the same situation that Mike Davis was in. Same exact situation. Right. Okay. Perfect. That makes sense. Pay up yeah. for the man. Yeah. And Dalvin Cook, um, you know, we talked about checking on the results of the MRI, and we should say he's he's not going to play. It's looking Yeah. Nice. They already ruled. And they have a bye week seven as of now. So I would imagine Dalvin Cook expected back week eight. All right. Well, now, we're, now we're up to the scroll down. Yes. I told somebody this who was asking me for lineup advice uh, privately. If you are judging between two guys and one of those guys is playing the Falcons, you put him in. You play that guy. And this week, I think the number one guy is Justin Jefferson because he, you know, he goes against Seattle. He burned me last week. Doesn't might have burned you last week. He's not going to do it this week. Atlanta is too bad on defense. Yes, they might have a whole different attitude and they might have a whole different you know, energy about them on offense. No one's coming to save that defense this year. No. Sorry, Atlanta fans, the three of you that are left. But like, so this is a good Justin Jefferson week. We could have also paid like up for Thielen if we wanted to. Yeah, I mean, probably honestly, I, I believe that Thielen yeah. is like out of, uh, you know, the conversation for us. Like, I think he's in such a tier that there's there's no need for us to talk about him. But this is a dream matchup. He's going to go nuts. And we don't release weekly rankings because I, I like at a certain point, it's just like, you, you know who you're going to start. But Thielen to me is like the number one option at receiver this week. week. I don't disagree. Yeah, he scored. He's got catches. He's got yards and he gets the Falcons. I don't disagree. I don't want to overthink all. this. Yeah. I'm trying and to think, think of the other premier matchups, but Walker is fine. And we are continuation betting. On Kirk Cousins, who we chose or nominated as one of the official streams against Seattle. We said, pick him up because next week he gets Atlanta. I mean, he's the guy for me. He did okay against Seattle, I guess. You know, I wanted a little more. The two touchdowns late saved his day for sure. You want that 20 spot when you're giving the Ruts official stream. And he was close, but I think this week he should get the the 20 spot. Even if you want to throw in a little bonus stat for you. Not only is he playing Atlanta. They played two games at home this year, the Vikings, that is, and Kirk has gone 20-plus in both of those games. Hashtag and stats. they're playing this one at home. Way to go. All right. I think we've covered everybody in that game. Julio plays. I think you're obviously starting him. Uh, we'll move on to Browns-Steelers. Uh, this is the first time that Miles Garrett has faced the Steelers since uh, the Mason-Rudolph incident. Luckily, Mason-Rudolph nice. probably going to be inactive for this one, uh, so we don't expect those two to run into each other at all during this one. Uh, we do have a streaming option at tight end. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. And another continuation bet. This is Eric Ebron. Yeah, I mean, he's still getting targeted. Deontay Johnson might not play here, which gives him a chance for some more targets. Uh, you know, he's starting to teeter on the brink of being, you know, off the off the streaming radar. So get one more week in there and, okay. he, and he plays the Browns. So, so we got to take advantage, right? Yes. Take advantage while we still can. Scott, you also got to scroll down in this one. Yes, I do Donnie. I'm, I'm going back to the, uh, to the man. Yeah. Down, 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 down
How good was Chase Claypool's game last week? I went back on my word. I did not scroll down for Deontay Johnson this week because of the fear of Chase Claypool. Uh, Scott, what do you got about him this week? I mean, he's only 5,500 on FanDuel, 5,200 on DraftKings, and he just scored four touchdowns. I am willing to take the chance on the man again. I don't I don't care who he would have been playing. It's nice that he plays the Browns because they've actually been beat up, especially by slot receivers, which mm-hmm. is where you could see Chase Claypool kind of moving into. I actually think he'll probably be more on the outside and the, you know they'll play Juju in that slot, but maybe he gets some more opportunity. Maybe he sees those Deontay Johnson targets. I think him or Ebron are in decent spots where you could throw them in to start just because this offense is moving the ball. But Chase Claypool, especially for daily, I, I think 5,200 on DraftKings. Let's ride. Let's take another chance on that. I agree. I like both of these picks. I mean, you know, Ebron and Claypool are going to be guys I'm looking into because it's Brown's defense. Despite what they showed against Phil, they let up a ton of yards. And they let up a ton of yards to Dallas. They let up a ton of yards to Baltimore. Joe Burrow, we know about the 361-yard or the 61-attempt game that he had. Had a great day against uh, this Cleveland Browns defense. They're kind of a bend-don't-break defense. And Chase Claypool is the kind of guy that can break a defense. So I really like that one. And of course, Ebron, such a matchup nightmare for a Browns team that is historically bad against yeah. the tight end. I'm wondering, uh, I'm looking at our tight end options. I'm wondering if we don't bend the rules a little bit and just make Jimmy Graham the official stream. He's under 50% on Yahoo. He's just a little bit more owned on uh, on. Uh, I, almost, I almost put him on there. On ESPN, he's like 62% owned. I felt like that number was pretty high. But on on Yahoo, it is pretty low. It's in the 40s. I uh, just wanted to mention Austin Hooper, who had 10 targets last week, oh, is another option that we had listed in this game as well. I like the Jimmy Graham pick. You know, we're bending rules this week. I didn't scroll down for Deontay Johnson. We might want to <laughs> throw in a, a, a more highly owned guy in the streaming tight end. It's Maybe it's one of those weeks. Who knows? We'll, uh, we'll take a look when we get done uh, running down the slate. Speaking of the slate, we got Bengals Colts, and this is our next streaming tight end option. Yeah, this is where we make the decision. Come on in, boys. The water is fine. And I can't believe we're doing this, but a wild Trey Burton has appeared in the Colts offense. He's been active for two games, led all three of their tight ends in targets, receptions. Only thing he didn't lead in is touchdowns because Mo Ali Cox had one catch for a touchdown against the Bears two weeks ago. So Mo Ali Cox is questionable, too. He hurt his knee. And he goose-egged last week, so you're and not he bageled last week. Yep. And, so, and so did uh, Doyle. They actually both bageled, uh, which makes me think that Trey Burton, who's seen 11 targets over the last two weeks, it's probably good enough to give a shot. He is one, one single percent owned on Yahoo, and he couldn't even make a half percent on ESPN. He is point. 3% owned. You want to talk about available. That means he's owned in three out of a thousand leagues in the ESPN. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, it, if we're just going by availability, he's the guy opportunity. We can certainly make the debate here, especially yeah. on, on the Jimmy, on the Jimmy Graham situation. Who's been a huge favorite to Nick Foles. Who looks like, I mean, if we're going to count Jimmy Graham, he would, he would yeah. be my pick for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, going back to the, Here's the thing. I mean, we're giving people so many options. We can anoint Jimmy Graham and give ourselves a little bit of leeway when we're usually picking guys who are like 8%. And then, you know, if if you can't get Jimmy Graham. uh, In terms of the the average, like this will only bring it up like five or six points probably based on what we've done so far this year. I think you're right, Tom. Give ourselves a little break here. Plus, um, 
I do think that the, the funny thing is with the Trey Burton ownership, it will go up, but I seriously doubt that much, even because the ESPN waivers haven't ran. But he right. seriously may not even run to double digits. Who is putting in a claim for Trey Burton right now? Not very no many people. So I don't even expect no that to move. I don't yeah. even think it will hit 1%. You're still taking the under 1% on wow. ESPN? Yeah, I actually think this is a fun I'll thing. Check tomorrow morning. Morning. We might have to get some action going on that one. I don't know. Uh, for the Bengals on this game, this is another game I was like, eh, Joe Mixon, but it does seem like he's, you know, that Zach Taylor has seen the light and is targeting Joe Mixon in the past game yeah, more. I'll see you guys there. This game obviously could be a stinker because, I mean, Phil has looked horrible and the Colts defense has bailed him out of a couple of games. Colts defense looks strong. Phil has been bad. The Bengals offense hasn't really been that Bengals offensive this line. Is, this is, is my stinker. I am not excited for this game at all. Bengals offensive line may be wanted for murder for what they do to Joe Burrow you're, for you're the rest forcing, of the season. You're forcing out Nixon in your lineups, but like yep. who else from the Bengals are you even playing? Maybe Tyler Boyd? Maybe Tyler Boyd. Definitely not. I was thinking about T. Higgins because A.J. Green's other, probably not going the in this one. Side of the ball. The only person you're playing is Jonathan Taylor. And maybe the Colts defense. Trey Burton if you're super so there's desperate. Like, there's like Trey Burton if you are the 1%. The game. <laughs> Well, first of all, you know, what we need to do in this country is dismantle the 1%. That own you know, trade. We, we cannot have. <laughs> I'm talking about a different 1%, of course. Tom will acknowledge 1% of all fantasy football players own Trey Burton. <laughs> they need to stop hoarding the we Trey Burton. <laughs> we need to redistribute the wealth of Trey Burton throughout the entire country to the American people. I stopped doing the Why? voice because I realized that didn't sound anything like Bernie. It actually sounded more like Trump. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh, the irony there. Lions, Jags. Tom's got his pay up for this one. And this is a huge Yeah, that's going to be. Actually, I got to pay up. Oh, it's, uh, James Robinson. You know, I like to pick guys who uh, you might be a little bit down on lately. Uh, he had the two big games, and then he's had two a little bit less big games, we'll call it. Um, I would pay up for him this week. I think he's still like uh, the primary rock toter for the team. And I think you should Definitely. still be excited. To and it's Rocktober. Him. Yeah. And <laughs> it's, it's Rocktober. I actually want to not even kidding. Scott, did you, did you erase him from the dock already? No. Oh, sorry. What's, what's, what's his prices. You want to do his prices for me really quick? 6,800 Fandle, 6,500 DraftKings. You rock for that, dude. Thanks, man. I got you, bro. We're a team here. All right, guys. Tom, we got to do this now. Wait, I got to pay up too. Wait, I, I we're still, still had talking to... about James Robinson. Oh, we're still on James Robinson. Yeah, I still have. Because I to... have him in a league. Oh. And my two starting running backs and a flex are Zeke, Aaron Jones, and Mostert. Now, I got to start James Robinson over one of these guys, right? Detroit giving up the most points against the running back this year. Well, that's what I was getting I to, but. Yeah, I guess it would have to be Mostert, but uh, you don't like that because you love him. I do. I really, really do, but I'm doing it, and I'm yeah, blaming I you guys if I James lose. Robinson week too, though, Tom. It's good. Call. Yeah, I mean, I, I like to bring him up because he went 19 and a half, 28 basically, then 12 and six, right? So he feel like duds, but he's still getting like um, over 11 target, 11 rushing attempts a game. The last two weeks he had 17 and 13, but more importantly, which was the thing that you really wanted to monitor with this guy was how he was gonna like squeeze out Chris Thompson. Last week, seven targets, five catches on top yeah, of man. those 13 rushes. He's a true three down back. The argument to play Mixon is that he'll get the ball on third down. He won't leave the field. They've been using him more and more in the last two weeks. 
it's the same argument with James Robinson, but a good matchup. So that's right. That's my grandstand on James Robinson this week. Yeah, and like Scotty, it. who are you paying up for? I'm paying up for Kenny G, Kenny Galladay, uh, seventy two hundred on Fanduel, sixty two hundred on DraftKings, which felt criminally low for Kenny Galladay. I agree. Scored and seen at least seven targets in both games that he has played in so far this season. This is a very beatable matchup for a very good player, and I am in on this one. I like that a lot. Um, you know, Kenny Galladay had the bye week last week. Arguably the healthiest he's been all year should be this week going against the Jags who have given it up to the past to a ton of different guys. I like this pick a lot. Oh, I got to get it in there while I have it. Yeah. I mean, this game sneaky could be a, yeah. This is the one that I actually had signified as my shootout before the game, which was Don was clearly leading to. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really do think it's one of those weird ones where both defenses are just really bad and both offenses are good enough. Mm-hmm. And it, it ends up being one of those weird games in the 30s, and you're like, wow, that Lions-Jags game was cool. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what the over-under is going to be on this one. one. I'm hopeful for that one. I scooped Marvin Jones up on uh, someone dropped him on the bye. I snagged him in a league, too. I was pumped. Yeah. We love Marvin Jones here. Uh, LaVisca Chenault and DJ Chark did not practice on Wednesday. Going to have to monitor those two. I'm not sure how many people are starting LaVisca Chenault this week. But definitely those of you who are, yeah. LaVisca Chenault's contingent upon DJ Shark, I would yeah. say. If okay. DJ Shark doesn't play, you could literally start LaVisca Chenault because he'll get a good target share, and it's a pretty good matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bears-Panthers, this is uh, what a lot of people are referring to as a test for the Panthers' offense. They've looked really good over the last three weeks playing against their first quote-unquote real defense. Although, you know, with the Bears, you know, Tampa Bay was doing whatever they wanted. I could feel it down in my plums. I could feel it down in my plums for David Montgomery. Um, this game's so far removed because we had a Tuesday night game. We had a Monday night game. We had, you know, all, all these different games to kind of take the attention away. But David Montgomery caught, I believe, eight passes on Thursday night football. That's good. He scored a touchdown. I, I don't, Did he score a touchdown this week or was it maybe? Was he scored a rushing before? touchdown. Maybe it was, um, but he has been actually sneakily very good. He's one of those players that's on the fringe of people starting lineups because if you remember, he started the year hurt. So he fell in drafts into like a flex range type of pick. So there's probably a lot of people who have, you know, they're kind of stuck between do I play this guy or play David Montgomery? This is a smash spot here. He's playing the Panthers. The Panthers, there's been five weeks in the NFL season. They've allowed four different running backs to go 20 plus and have PPR. <laughs> four out of five weeks, it's happened. You have to start. Who Montgomery was the one that did I it actually believe it's over 23. Of course. <laughs> it's 23 plus, I believe. Yeah, wow. yes, it, I think it is. I mean, Jacobs went wild. You know, there's the list. That also includes Todd four, Gurley last week, who hadn't looked good prior. Four out of five have gone 20 plus. I like this pick, PPR. Montgomery's getting fed. His snap share last week was in the 80% range. So mm-hmm. he's not leaving the field. I feel like he's a home run pick this week. Definitely. And Jimmy Graham. Washington. <laughs> and Jimmy Graham, of course, the official the streaming tight end. Our rule breaker. Washington football team at the New York football Giants. This one, did we... Identify we, this one as a stinker yet, or are we gonna? Uh, we could we uh, could give this one to Tom. Yeah, this is Tom Stinker of the week. Official. Yeah, this, this is the Tom Stinker of the week. <laughs> Tom, Tom, you should just let me decide your shootout and stinker every yeah, week. All right, I'll see you guys there. 
when I do look, I just right? look at the over under and take the lowest and the highest. So when you well, guys this say, is probably going to be that exactly. So when you guys say, "Oh, is this this one looks like shit?" I'll go, "Hey, that's that's fine. That's good enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> that probably checks out." <laughs> yeah, I mean, Kyle Allen looking like too. he's going to be starting Shut in this it one. Down. Um, it scary like the, Terry? Um, no, not Scary okay, Terry. Good. I think Scary Terry has a better chance uh, with Kyle Allen in. I'm happy that he's coming back, like you said. Because if not, um, Alex Smith is a is a wide receiver killer, so he still has a chance. I'm actually going to go ahead and shut down Darius Slayton. I love to shut down the guys after a blowout spot, especially when it applies. And he had an awesome week last week, but let's not forget he played against the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Now he's facing Washington, who have allowed three wide receivers to go ten plus and half PPR. Week two, Hopkins sixteen point eight. Week four, Hollywood Brown ten point six. And week six, Bob Woods fifteen point one. With no hundred yard games and only two touchdowns are allowed to the position, it just does not seem like a kind of spot where you could start Slayton, especially because Daniel Jones has not thrown a touchdown in four weeks. I like that a lot. Um, you guys know how much I hate the Giants. This is this could be a game. And he that- was, and one of the things too I wanted to bring him up because I, I like when I pick my shutdowns and plump picks, I look at the top twenty five projected receivers for uh, uh, on Yahoo. And he was actually within the top 25. So this is a guy that they're, you know, determining as a WR2. And I think it's just a little too risky to play him this week. I absolutely agree. By the way, uh, I noticed this, like, there's been no word about whether or not Sterling Shepard's coming back anytime soon. It's like that. It seems like they're holding him out for the injuries, bye, at least man. for this one. But so brighter days ahead for Darius Slayton, I guess, is the point I'm trying to make here. Down, but- down, 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 down. But if you're just dying to get a giant into your lineup, Scott's going to tell you who you should put in right now. Yes, Devontae Freeman, man. Devontae Freeman. He's uh, a little too cheap for the touches that he got as I was scrolling to him. I'm going down to 5,600 on FanDuel, only 4,900 on DraftKings. This is a guy who saw 17 carries and two catches last week. This is not an impossible matchup to beat. If you're looking for a cheap running back this week, there really aren't a ton of good options. Devontae Freeman, I think, is the one for you. Yeah. I'll be playing him this week in uh, real teams. Oh, and we actually, dude, we got a lot of drops in this game. Oh, yeah. Now I see it. Come on, boys. The water is fine. All right. Which defense? Take your pick. Dealer's choice. (laughs) I I mean, yeah, Kyle Allen was a turnover machine when he was starting for the Panthers last year. Not sure what Ron Rivera saw in him and that he – Bench Dwayne Haskins to bring him in and is an already announcing that Kyle, Kyle Allen will start. Allen once, yeah. he, once he got signed with, yeah. uh, with the Redskins, or I'm sorry, with the football team as well. Uh, I haven't seen anything about Chase Young since, you know, we don't really worry about the defensive side of the ball. If he comes back in this one, he, he can wreak havoc against the Giants. Week. There you go. Yeah, I think he I think he should be back. Yeah, so uh, could be a slog in this one for sure. Uh, definitely stinker potential here. Yeah. Um, Really, not much else to say. You're probably starting Antonio Gibson yeah, where you, you have him. Away with either defense. I was looking at the Giants' defense, and they actually have had some decent games. Yeah, so. statistics are showing they've been better against the pass than you would probably think so yeah. far this year. So you might be able to sneak them in. Yeah, um, I don't think they'll they'll be a deficient choice. Though. No, um, we will move on then to another game. Obviously, this one was supposed to be played in Week Five. It is now the last game in the one o'clock window of Week Six. Broncos Patriots and this could not have worked out better for the Broncos in terms of getting Drew Locke back it basically took away a game that he would have missed and now he gets to start against the Patriots who have been giving up points to the quarterback this year 
But the biggest news in terms of quarterbacks returning for this game Shut it down. Oh, is that Cam Newton <laughs> is likely to get cleared to play in this one. He said, he said the biggest news, and the biggest news is not Cam Newton in this game, I don't think. <laughs> it's not. Melvin Gordon just got a DUI today. Oh, he, that's right. He got the Dewey. Oh, yeah. So what well, I, heard I think it was technically. Like, oh, let me get into my shutdown, Melvin Gordon. Most recent news, sure. <laughs> biggest, to me, it's still Cam. I mean, Melvin Gordon, this is a nightmare scenario for him because looks like Philip Lindsay also took week five to get healthy, and he seems like he's going to be active this week. So this could really end up snowballing into yeah. a full-blown committee in the Broncos' I mean, he, honestly, like this shutdown could not even matter because he, he really could get suspended. Yeah. But, I mean, he could face team discipline in this game. Yep. You know, you could find out, like, right before kickoff that Melvin Gordon's not going to play the first quarter, due yeah. to, you know, something. And you combine all that stuff with the fact that he's playing against New England and, you know, Chris Carson had 18.3 and CEH had 10.6 against them. And that's really anyone who's gone over double digits. And those are two damn good backs. Yeah. Which uh, means I, that Josh Jacobs, who played them earlier. I didn't. just, I got a bad feeling about Melvin Gordon. I yeah. get it if you need him. Because Look, running back's desperate, but I got a bad feeling. Vic Fangio asked him not to come into practice. Today, yeah. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't want anything to do with him. He's lucky week, he's I'm not scared. in jail, and I don't mean no to like a it's 35 miles over the speed limit. That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, he was like seriously speeding, seriously drunk. I guess I don't know what his BAC was, but and I don't mean that in a grandstanding way. I mean that like, you know, there's real repercussions to what he did, and that could yeah. affect his fantasy availability. Yeah. And according to the Among CBA, he could get suspended for up to three games. Yeah. Could be team discipline, like Tom said. I mean, this is this could go a lot of different ways, and that's why I think it's right to shut down Melvin Gordon. Yeah, I think you should check where until we can see if, what's going on. If Philip Lindsay's available. Which he very well could be, one of those guys who kind of fell by the wayside in the mad dash to kind of get a lineup in that wasn't affected by COVID. I think you're right, Tom. That's definitely something people should be looking into. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, on the same coin of a lot of this, uh, Noah Fant recovers with a week here too. I don't know if he'll play, but also just, you know, helped you out in a way if that's going to be their buy. Liar, liar. Fant's on fire. (laughs) Not yet. How have I not thought of that already? The only – oh, my God. There's two games at 4 o'clock this week. Why do they do that? And one of them is Jets-Dolphins. Like, what are we doing? This is my stinker of the week. We've also got some other options here, but man, this is brutal. That's uh, yeah. All right, I'll see you guys there. <laughs> um, this is Two games is not cool. I mean, the other one is really, really good, but at the same time, like you could have easily put Broncos Patriots in the four o'clock window. Like you moved it from a different week, so this was always it's the so plan annoying, to have two man. games at four. Makes no sense to me. But either way, this Jets Dolphins game is going to stink. Flacco starting again. However. Just because the game might Did we stick. Miss Packers Bucks then? No, it's next. Oh, okay. That's the night game? That's the 425. That's the other four o'clock. Yep. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Nice. Yeah, so you're right. That is gonna be good. You're like literally the red zone streams are just gonna be Packers Bucks. No doubt. To Hanson for for Stats. recaps of the one o'clock games. Back to Packers Bucks. They never the show the Jets. Even if it's a good game, no. they don't show the Jets. Uh, but speaking of having a good game for the Jets, I am plum picking Jamison Crowder this week. I can feel it down in my plum. He has gone over double digits 
in all three of his games that he's played in. He has gone over 20 in two of those games. He is the Jarvis Landry of this offense, which we thought was going to be the case last year. Of course, he was dealing with injuries all through last year. Last year, too. But, I mean, what does Adam Gase do? He focuses on one guy and makes his entire career. Everybody else is really good, and we haven't gotten to the Le'Veon Bell situation yet. We might end up doing it, I guess, at the end of the episode. But Jarvis Landry was the only guy to thrive under Adam Gase and not thrive elsewhere. That kind of seems like what's happening with Jamison Crowder. I'm riding it this week against the Dolphins, who got thrown all over by Russell Wilson last week or uh, two weeks ago. And had, you know, the Niners played C.J. Beathard the entire game, might have got thrown all over by the Niners last week. No way. Miami's D. <laughs> Come on, you know. <laughs> you don't drop that slander on Miami's D, Don. Not here and not today. I mean, They played great going across the country. And now you're going to tell me that they're going to get lit up by Joe Flacco? No, 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 no. I'm not saying Miami they're going to get lit up by Joe Flacco at all. on the stream this week. They are my official streamer this week. Sorry to my beloved Jets. I agree as well. I agree as well. And I think that's one of the reasons why this game is going to stink. The Dolphins defense is playing very well. Brian Flores had the guys flying around against San Francisco. The Jets offensive line is really banged up. Joe Flacco is a statue in the pocket. You know, unless he's going quick outs to Jamison Crowder, I don't know what they're going to be able to do in terms of moving the ball. got another stream too, actually. Uh, Fitzpatrick. Still, you have twenty-two percent Yahoo, twenty-seven percent ESPN. I'm the not guy's even kidding. In four straight games, I don't get it, Scott. Uh, I'm well, not kidding. Here's have- here's a fun one for you, and I know you you will instantly think you're crazy, but if you think of the last couple of games, you know the tides are in the direction of me asking this question with sincerity. Lamar Jackson versus the or, Eagles, or Ryan or Fitzpatrick. Ryan Fitzpatrick versus the Jets. I mean, if you're looking at this year's statistics, who scored the metric, most? Po- who scored more points in the right. last two weeks? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm starting, week by I'm week starting week. Lamar, Tom. I'm starting Lamar. I have him in right now. There's no doubt about it. You know, I'm just as big a fan of Lamar as anyone. But when I saw Fitzpatrick on my bench, because it's a dynasty, and you don't need you a real backup thought. for Lamar, I thought about it. It's a handsome beard. It's tough to it's tough to look at that little picture icon and scroll away. <laughs> this this is what Fitzpatrick does, though. He has a great game against a team you wouldn't expect him to have a great game against, and then he goes out and plays a dog shit team like the Jets and throws three picks in the first quarter. And you're like, what is this? How is this the same guy? <laughs> He's been a scrambling man, though, to some he feels like a different crazy guy. degree. It does feel a little bit different and this year. Felt, you're right. Didn't it kind of feel like that in the second half with Miami? Like they really caught their stride in the second half of last season. They really kind of caught their stride. And Fitzpatrick played well over the second half that of is last true. season. Yes. They tacked on a bunch of wins. Uh, it's decision time for us, though, guys. We got three guys on the official streaming radar. Kirk against Atlanta. Fitz against the Jets. Or Tannehill against Houston. Who we thinking wow that's boy. amazing I picked kirk last week and said i would also pick him this week i have to pick kirk this week and i'm happy to do it scott who are you picking also, yeah because aren't I'll, they three aren't they three great choices they're amazing kind of makes you wish I you think, didn't spend that second round pick on lamar huh i think we or maybe all, a fourth on Dak. i think we all might uh say someone different per, me personally i'm going with ryan Tannehill. yeah he has been lights out his floor, like I said before, is about 15 points. And his ceiling, as we've seen, could be QB1. Houston can be thrown on. That's my guy. I like that. I'm going with Tannehill, too. Uh, I love what yeah. you brought up about him, Scott. And I can't justify Kirk Cousins. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. Nothing Kirk. against Don and his choice, just completely against Kirk. I, I think Kirk's a fine. I really, honestly think Kirk's a fine play too. In in no, uh, so in do I. I just hate him in a league. In a league where Tannehill is not available, I think Kirk is my first. I have Kirk as my first claim and Fitz as my second. So there's the there's the order for me: Tannehill, Kirk, and then Fitzpatrick. If it does, <laughs> it does. <laughs> I have Fitzpatrick. Packers, Bucks, squarely in the mix. Packers, Bucks. This is a load amount game. This is my shootout of the week. I can't wait to watch this game. <laughs> Fantastic placement of the drop there, Scott. Way to go. I'll do what I can. This is one of the very rare occasions where the Tom Brady team and the Aaron Rodgers team play against each other, and both quarterbacks are active. Uh, these, team, these teams cross pat or uh, Brady and Rodgers cross paths when Brady was on the Patriots a couple of times. One of those games, Rodgers missed due to concussions. That feels like they never played against each other. Uh, this should be a very interesting game. Fans in the stands in Tampa Bay. I'm really looking forward to seeing this. There's not too many people I wouldn't start. Looks like Devontae Adams is back. I think I keep cutting Scott off. <laughs> I was just trying to say Godwin returned to practice on a limited <gasps> basis today. So, so did Leonard gift. Fournette. Yeah, that's a that's that piece of that little tidbit of news is a little damning for Ronald Jones. Although I would still start Ronald Jones pretty confidently. He's looked really, really good over the last two weeks. But uh, that limited session for Godwin, that is beautiful for the people yeah. who have yeah. him. He'd be a godsend to come back. Pun intended. I, I was thinking about like <laughs> plum picking uh, Ronald Jones or, you know, just putting some respect on his name. And because, you know, he put up some big numbers, but it was a true three down back roll kind of situation. And then you think about how they had the long week since or the long. Uh, yeah, you call it a long week. Long week since. The mini-buy. So like, yeah, the mini buy. And Leonard Fournette is kind of like, you know, were they doing that on purpose? And they can they bring Leonard Fournette back in a big way this week? I would still start yep. Ronald Jones, but I just don't want to like put my put my reputation on it. Right. So you're not willing to endorse him. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you, Tom. The, the places where I'm starting Ronald Jones, I'm I'm doing it with with the with some optimism, but I'm also doing it with some desperation mixed in there as well. It's a good matchup, yeah. no doubt. Yes. The Sunday night games is is Rams 49ers. Uh this should be an interesting one. I've got uh, Rams, something in this one. I believe you do. Down, 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 down. Let's hear it, Tom. It's a Sunday night game, so I had trouble finding the FanDuel prices. Forgive me, everyone. So did we, by the way. Yeah, yeah I don't know I, what FanDuel's I, doing I, right I now. I was I about to throw Fan, my phone. I was about to throw my phone across the room because <laughs> I was already kind of exhausted. So I just said, "F it." Fan, but on, on, on DraftKings, here's the DraftKings prices. On DraftKings, well, I got two for you anyway, right? So I got Ayuk yep. right. and Debo. Ayuk forty three hundred, Debo forty six hundred, pretty cheap for Debo. But it depends how you want to That's round right. out your lineup. You know, maybe if you can't afford Debo, go down to the Ayuk train. Here's why I like it: Jimmy Garoppolo, he's trying to get out there, right? But he can't move. He has an ankle injury. He looks like crap. Yep. What does he have to do? He has to keep the ball close. Maybe these gadget plays that they're so famous for with all their motion to Ayuk and yep. Debo. Los Angeles Rams, number one defense against the wide receiver right now. How are they going to succeed? They have to be creative to do it. They're not going to go downfield like crazy. And the Rams are not stupid. They're going to key on George Kittle after watching that uh, Eagles game. So I think it's up to Ayuk yeah. and Debo to get out there in space and do something creative. And I think that the coaching staff of the 49ers is smart enough to actually potentially achieve that. 
Yeah. Are you saying that you might be smarter than the NFL coaches? Because uh, honestly, I agree. Them. Yeah. Some Are of you them. smarter than a fifth grader? <laughs> Are you smarter than Adam Gase? <laughs> yeah. I like these two receivers, by the way. Uh, you look at what uh, the 49ers are building from a real football perspective, receiving-wise. Ayuk and Debo and George Kittle are all young guys. Mm-hmm. They're all very good uh, after the catch. They all can hit you on these end-around type plays. Once they, once the 49ers get back to full strength on offense, I really do think that they'll become a machine again. Mm-hmm. Where, where you know, you see most, you see all these motion plays and stuff like that. We got to grind through it a little bit. Hopefully, Bethard can come in here and, and get you a nice uh, scroll down with IU and Debo. All right, I do love Mostert, although I did just bench him live on the show. But I do like Mostert him this week. Yeah, he's awesome. The first Monday night game. Five o'clock Eastern start. Gonna love that because I'm t- still working at five o'clock. Um, Chiefs five Bills. O'clock. We didn't pick this. Nobody picked this as a shootout, but this is a shootout. This is yeah, shootout give, potential written all we over. We give it. the Chiefs the yeah. ultimate respect, yeah. and that's what we did here. And I think you can kind of start to do that. This I mean, is the MVP preview, huh? No kidding. Wow. Yeah, little MVP <laughs> showdown. Not yeah. after last week. I know, I know. Russell Wilson's Wilson got to be leading the charge right now, but I, I, I'm still kidding. It's either him or Rodgers right now. I'll yeah. tell you who does have my endorsement. It's Josh Allen. I'm surprised that he didn't put up 20 points last week. Um, he still gave you a serviceable fantasy uh, performance, especially probably for where you drafted him. Josh Allen is matchup proof. This is a good matchup. You don't worry about Josh Allen. Who you do worry about right now is uh, Singletary. I would say who you do worry about right now is John Brown who didn't play in the last game. And there was no true wide receiver one that like, or sorry, wide receiver two that came in the stead and uh, alongside Stefan Diggs. Don't worry about Davis. He didn't even score. Diggs got an absurd. He had a touchdown called back. Does it count Don? Did they cheat to get it? That's what we're going to get. If that's what we're going to get with John Brown out, Diggs getting almost 20 targets. Giddy up. Yeah, Second no in the league in receiving yards, Stefan Diggs, by the way. Not bad. He's averaging over a buck a game. Yeah, he's got like 505 yards, I think it is. That's that's good. That's very good. <laughs> he's on pace for 1,600 yards, I would say. He had one game where he had 50 yards, but he had a game where he had like 150, so he's fine. Yeah, he had a buck 50 in one. Uh, Cardinals, Cowboys. This was my, I'm about to throw my phone out a window moment. Uh, I've got two wide receiver picks for this one. Uh, first, we'll do the shutdown, Scotty. Shut it down! And I'm shutting down Michael Gallup for now. Now, I know he played well in week four or in week five when Andy Dalton took over, but they needed to move the ball quickly. What's the best way to do it? Send your guy down the seam. What has Michael Gallup been doing for most of the season? Running seam routes. So, of course, they were going to go to him late in those situations where he racked up a lot of his yards. Still Andy Dalton at quarterback. Still Andy Dalton at quarterback. The, the uh, Cardinals defense has been doing a great job of getting pressure. We don't know what this Cowboys offense is really going to look like. I do think that they need to get uh, Amari Cooper more involved and get him on the right page with Andy Dalton for that offense to be able to move. We're probably going to get a heavy, heavy dosage and of like, Zeke in this one. Sometimes they just like put it's it seems it feels like and I, I know it's, they're not trying to do this intentionally. But sometimes they just stick Gallup on the outside. He runs outside routes the whole game and they don't even try to get him the ball. Right, and he makes these plays this week. the The toe tap catch he had on the sideline was absurd, unreal, and the leaping catch he had on the sideline was unreal, absurd. Yeah. So I, 
I'm happy that I don't own Gallup because I think I would be really frustrated watching the Cowboys not give this guy more opportunities. And yep. I think that in the game like this, I would be scared to roll him out too, even though he did make two great plays with Andy Dalton. It's two plays, you know, we're going to need four, five, six to have a good fantasy day. Absolutely. Um, I also have a pay up in this one. Michael Gallup, $5,000 on DraftKings, by the way. I'm not including him in my lineups. I'm also not starting him just because of what he did. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, this is a guy who you could easily pay up for. $8,200 in DraftKings. This is the this is the place for him. He's going to go nuts against the Cowboys. Why who have given up massive like amounts of yards. They just gave up a big day to Darius Slayton, who didn't have a pulse for three straight weeks. I mean, this is a huge spot for DeAndre Hopkins. Can't wait to watch him just eviscerate this Cowboys defense. And to that end, Scott, we're so bullish on people playing against Dallas that you have a plum pick in this game. I can feel it down in my plums. Another great drop placement. I thank you. I'm doing, my, I'm doing the best I can for my friends. I got a good feeling. Good feeling in my plums. I have for the past couple of weeks. I'm sticking with him. It's been building momentum a little bit. Uh, I'm, I'm sticking with Christian Kirk. I like him against Dallas in this game. Uh, he had seven targets last week, 75 receiving yards, no touchdown. But the Cowboys have allowed nine touchdowns to the wide receiver position, and they've allowed eight different receivers to go 10-plus and half PPR. If he gets his usual five to seven targets, he should be a very strong flex play. Looking at ownership now, he's still only 34% owned on Yahoo. So he can go from the wire to your starting lineup this week. That's yeah, the one. I mean, I agree. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins gives me a pause to the Adam Thielen as the wide receiver one this week, but uh, yeah, you can't go wrong with either one. I was trying to think of the elite guys and who they were playing, uh, but thanks for clearing that up for me. DeAndre Hopkins probably yeah. number one here. Uh, I've been uh-huh. beating that drum Although as much as I've been beating the drum. For his money. I agree. I mean, any given Sunday, Metcalf's on by, so he's not out there for potential. Although I, maybe that that's a little bullish from. For other people, but I think Metcalf's a top five receiver going forward. Is it like, am I, I, am I, how wrong am I for thinking like maybe we should just pump the brakes on DK a little bit? I mean, that that's fair. I, I it's fair, but he's dominating because like we were like dominant. this about Tyler Lockett, we were like this about Doug Baldwin, and sometimes though, like sometimes Doug Seattle Baldwin receivers just for amazing. no reason. No, Doug Baldwin's Doug Baldwin amazing. Was he was like wide receiver seven and wide receiver 12 in the years we loved him, and then he retired. Like the the season that he played and didn't really play well, he retired off of. Um, I often think when I'm watching the Seahawks that man, I should have just drafted Tyler Lockett in every league ever and started him every week ever. If you just do that, you're fine. And with DK, I mean, I think he has a little bit of uh, touchdown upside that's better because he can do a lot of the same things and be huge. So I'm into it. Yeah. I mean the deep the deep target. It's Russell Wilson more than it's anybody, right? You get him like exactly. a a true prototypical wide receiver one and let him make him one. An alpha. Yeah. yeah. The first, yeah. For the first time in his career, really, outside of like Brandon Marshall for a year. And you know, I think that they tried Jimmy to make Graham. tried to make it work with some guys and it never did. But you know, DK clearly just came in and they've clicked all not I wouldn't say immediately, but definitely immediately in this season and you know the sky's the limit i really thought antonio brown was going there still might he's only two weeks away from having a suspension being lifted so you adding him down not this week two weeks away from a suspension being lifted yeah it's eight week suspension he's serving it you don't 
suspended until you get signed. No, he's serving it. No, yeah, he's serving it right now. That's stupid. So you add him, Scott? (laughs) He he shouldn't be allowed to serve a suspension if he's not on a team. Hey, he's serving it. He's did his time. All right, you you add him? Yeah, that's not his fault. Maybe maybe I'll add him. If he comes to my team, we can get him in the right corner, Get put him with the right we people. We just need to put him in the right situation where he can succeed. He just needs to live with Tom Brady full time. <laughs> and eat avocado ice cream made by Giselle. <laughs> so we're speaking of Antonio Brown and uh, Flame Outs. Where is Le'Veon Bell going? We said we'd talk about it at Ooh. the end. Yeah, good call, uh, I would say Chicago. I actually Ooh, think Chicago's the... The Dolphins are not a stupid landing spot. I don't think so either. That's that could be an interesting one too. And I do like that bitch, Miles Gaskin. <laughs> he needs help. Gaskin needs a little bit see, of help. I can see him going to Buffalo as well. Buffalo, yeah. I mean, like they they've got nothing out of Zach Moss so far. Yeah, my, Zach Moss battling an injury, and well, you know, Yeldon actually played pretty well. <laughs> He yeah. did. And Singletary, really did. Singletary was strong, but I know I just feel like Yeldon actually plays a lot like that. Kind of use another playmaker. You How know? about the Chargers? I don't I don't think so. On a bye, they can get him in and kind of I mean, it would be a nice spot just because he could take a lot of that for Eckler Eckler a little bit, yeah. stuff, but I, I don't know. I think that they'll that money's stuff too much for them. Yeah. Yeah, they're speaking of the Chargers. Uh, very interesting usage out of Justin Jackson compared to Josh Kelly uh, in the first week without Eckler. Yeah. Chiefs well, too. They're Justin Jackson got peppered on. on that uh that like catch up hurry up drive. The yeah, I uh, gotcha. Herbert right. was lights out. Herbert looked amazing this week. Yeah. Uh one more question before we go. Dak Prescott obviously still leads the league in passing by 270 yards. Josh Allen is second. You think Dak Prescott enters week or leaves week six still leading the league in passing yards? I think there's a shot. Uh, there's definitely a shot. I'd like to see who who else is like immediately yeah. behind him that could throw down like a three hundred bomb and sneak in. But Josh uh, Allen definitely can. Shot. Uh, best wishes to Dak. Yes, su- successful surgery. He's home, resting, and then hopefully Hope recovering. To see him back in fantasy lineup soon. Yeah, and uh, Scott, congratulations, Dexter, coming back next year. I know that was uh, that show's been a favorite of yours. Yes, it got a little shitty toward the end, but yeah. the first couple of seasons were great. And you can tell that sometimes we kind of don't know what to talk about sometimes when we're we under time on the episode. The yeah, <laughs> so uh, uh, but good luck to everybody. To uh, everybody in week six, uh, keep track of those COVID updates. We can we post them as quickly and as often as we can on Twitter at RutzFF. You can also check out our Instagram, as I mentioned before, uh, to see who joined Ryan Tannehill in the 30 Burger Thursday Club for weeks five. Uh, it was not a lot of people, I can tell you that much. Always a Always appreciated, even though it's not as uh, not as good a content. Uh, we will so let us know uh, lineup questions, anything else like that you feel like talking to us about at Ruts FF. We will see everybody on Tuesday for the Week Six recap. Hopefully, no games are being played next Tuesday because of COVID. Keep those fingers crossed, and hopefully, we get through the first half of the fantasy football regular season. Until we see you again for Don, for Scott and Don, I'm Tom. Keep scoring. I'm not. Tom. Baby, we were born to- Yeah.